Okay, we're going to begin this next story. It's called Tragic Reliant Robin Episode. It's a story taken from It's a Rum Life, Book 3, Ivy House, 1970 to 1984. It hasn't been transferred into audio form previously, as this story has an unfortunate ending for those of you with, as they say, a nervous disposition. There was a violent hammering on the side door of our house, and we opened it to behold an accident right on our doorstep. Parked on the road and just a few feet from our driveway entrance was a Reliant Robin three-wheel car. Somewhere in front and on the same side of the road was a small, normal four-wheel saloon. Who actually hammered on our door, I cannot rightly remember now, but it could have been one of the picker children who lived just across from our garden on the south side of the house. The scene. Everything moved quite quickly as Ruth and I assessed the situation. There was a middle-aged gentleman walking back and forth in agitation and obviously in shock. He was the driver of the Reliant three-wheel car. There was a younger lady, also very upset, who was the driver of the small saloon car, now parked just ahead of the Reliant. In the three-wheeler were a middle-aged lady on the front passenger seat, the driver's wife, and behind her an elderly husband and wife, his or her parents. At first nobody seemed to be injured, just much shaken up. The saloon car had been passing the three-wheeler, which was proceeding slowly along the road, but suddenly, at the moment it was being overtaken, it veered to the right, right into the path of the small saloon. The impact tore the whole of the right-hand side out of the Reliant, from the driver's door to the front wing. Fortunately, both vehicles were still on their wheels and in a straight line. Ruth and I decided that an ambulance was needed to transport the Reliant passengers for a check-up, even if just for the sheer, sheer shock. I duly returned to the house and telephoned the authorities, explaining the situation and location. Situation quickly changed. On returning to the scene, quite quickly everything had changed. The old gentleman in the rear of the Reliant had collapsed. Ruth and I quickly removed the lady from the front seat and dragged the old gentleman into the front and lay him across the seats. Ruth began mouth-to-mouth resuscitation while I ran back to the telephone to explain the change in the situation. Unfortunately, there was no one else at the scene with sufficient knowledge to aid Ruth while I ran for the phone and I considered that it had to be me to make the second contact and express the urgency of the situation. Again, there was no other folk in a fit state to do this. We were located about 12 miles from the nearest hospital that could accept serious accidents and the ambulance would be at least another 15 minutes. Lives I asked for a lives doctor. This organisation probably exists in other areas, but in our area, in South Lincolnshire, there were local doctors who would attend emergency situations and had direct radio access to the emergency services. They carried a defibrillator, a portable machine to help people with serious heart failure. I was quickly back to the accident and found Ruth struggling to expand the chest of the old gentleman, so she had begun heart massage. Here I must mention that Ruth is a trained nurse. 
and has been all her working life. At the time of the accident, she was a sister in charge of the small Grace Swan Memorial Hospital at Spilsby, a small town to the north of our location. We were lucky she was day off. The old gentleman was not a small person, and how on earth we managed to get him accessible, I do not remember. The Reliant car is a small vehicle with only two doors and very little space. Working together now, Ruth continued heart massage while I began the mouth-to-mouth assistance. From the first moment we had him accessible in the front and could assess the situation, we both thought that the old gentleman was in a very poor way. All the time we were trying to help him, his wife was sitting, quietly, only 18 inches or so, behind, in the remaining rear seat. We could not get her out as her husband lay across the two front seats. We continued with our efforts, but we could see that there was no response from the patient and he was becoming more and more blue. His stomach contents were also beginning to return up his throat and complicate my efforts with the mouth-to-mouth. It always seems an age in these circumstances, but the doctor arrived within ten minutes. He happened to be a partner in the local practice, and one that we knew. Ruth quickly explained the situation and what we had been doing. He worked his way besides us and gave the old gentleman a careful examination. He then explained carefully and slowly to the old lady seated just behind us that the old gentleman was quite dead and beyond any further help. He also went on to say that he had been dead for some time, and most likely from the moment he collapsed while he was in the back seat. He could not go yet. The ambulance arrived, and more trauma, as because the old gentleman had been declared dead at the scene of the accident, they could not take him away. The coroner's vehicle had to be called to complete the transport back to a mortuary. How we extricated the old lady, again I cannot remember, but the ambulance did take the old gentleman's family back to hospital for a check-over following this harrowing accident. With the help of the doctor, and by now police had arrived, we pushed the little broken car into our driveway and found a blanket from in the house to cover the body, still in the car, until transport arrived. At this time, and for two years or so, we had been entertaining students from France through a company who provided an educational programme for improving English language. They were always girl students, and they shared accommodation with daughter Helen. There just happened to be a student with us at this time, who experienced more than she expected. Eventually, the old gentleman was taken away, and the wrecked vehicle removed. That was all we heard except for a very nice letter to us both from the Chief Constable of Lincolnshire thanking us for our efforts at the scene of the accident. It was a great pity that the final ending could not have been better. There we are, that's the end of that little story brought to you by Cracker Books written and read by Keith Sanders. Now, there's a new ending to all these stories, as we don't have a shop anymore, nothing is for sale, everything is free to access on the internet, and you can access all our audio stories and videos and the free books, there are eight books available now, um, from our new website. The address is 
itsarumlife.com. That's spelt I-T-S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E dot com. No spaces. Itsarumlife.com. You can access everything on there. Do have a good look. Hours of entertainment there. And thank you for listening. <laughs>